This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Are you ready for today's episode? It is a very exciting one. We have a special guest coming from the Canadian North. We Yeah, we talked to her about Brooklyn Heights telling her, we can't talk no more. And we also talked to her about some piss play. And we also talk about Dipper having sex in front of a group of people. Shocking, of course. We'll stick around. We're excited for today's episode. Bye, slops. Forever. <laughs> Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus You turn around and boom You end up with a sloppy second Oh, Diva Our number is 213 5369180 Wow, that is obscene Our email is sloppy at gmail.com Now on with Show. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks? My window is open. My neighbor's gardener is looking at me. And I'm Big Dipper, and that's Meatball. And no. welcome back to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. Let me close this window. And your dryer's on fire, apparently. And my dryer was on fire minutes before this podcast happened, so I'm, I'm falling apart. Before we bring our guests on, I do have one quick question, which is, do you think those, like, ice like ice pops, those, like, freezer pops, those, like, fresh juice that they put into the tube of plastic that you slurp out, like, they're co- what are they called? Icies or, you know, this motion that uh, I'm talking about? I think about? we just called them freezer pops. Do you think those ever go bad? No, it's just sugar water. So they can, like, I can have it, like, six months after yeah. I bought Oh, it. my grandma used to keep them in the freezer in her garage for years. For She'd years. She'd buy them in big old packs. Okay, well, our guest wants to talk about it, so let's let's bring our guests in then. All the way from season one of Canada's Drag Race, make some noise for Tainomi Banks. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? Oh no, she came to show me up. <laughs> Wait, okay, let's start. If we're starting with the riffs, let's start. Can you do, do this? Ooh, ah! It's from Wicked. Um, ooh, ah! ooh. Not, not that level. You have a better level. No, but those are the real notes. The first time that I think I followed you and was super obsessed with you is when you were constantly doing the Lady Gaga... Um, what was it from that that movie where she was doing the ah, ah... You would look ah. like... <laughs> You would lip sync it all the time. We're talking about from A Star Is Born when she does that scream in that one song. What is that it's song called? Shallow. My friend. Ke- yeah. Oh, 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 not in drag, in drag. I was obsessed. <laughs> my friend kept on telling me to do it. He's like, okay, it's time. I'm like, okay. Like, it, like out of nowhere. Like, we'd be in um this place called Kensington Market where you could get, like, all these little foods and everything in these different cultures. And all of a sudden, 
he'd be like, do it now. I'm like, okay. And people on the street are like, what is happening? <laughs> it's so good. I love following you on the internet is so fun because you get so much joy from internet content. Like, you know, um, you know, there's like a whole genre of TikToks of people like I think it's called duetting when there's like two images. Like you you use yeah. someone else, and all they do is laugh at someone's tweet or laugh <laughs> at someone else's video. And I feel like you are such like a champion of other people's internet content. You're like, this shit is funny right here. This shit is funny right here. I just love that. So much joy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, people because like people are just I don't know, like I have the same thoughts sometimes. I just don't know how to put it into art like how they do and i'm like okay this girl is on fire and then i will i have to post it so well i just love sharing people the video that i just absolutely love that you shared <laughs> is the one <laughs> of the young skinny white girls <laughs> gyrating and it's just the sounds of bones in a bag clinking just, together when i tell you i lost my voice i lost it <laughs> I lost it. I have the screenshot. I just they sound like it. wooden. They sound like it's wooden. It's just like chimes. wood falling. Like, yeah, it's just like. <laughs> yeah, wood it's chimes. It's so good. Oh my god, that's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, how have you been? What have you been doing in these wild and absurd yeah, times? What's happening? What's happening uh, in Canada? Honestly. In Canada, <laughs> uh, so uh, after I did the after, sorry, I'm gonna plug myself. After I did the Super Bowl ad, that's the next. <laughs> that thing was on the next thing on our thing, bitch. We want to talk about I know, that. I know. After after I did that, I got back to Toronto and I had to do the 14 day quarantine. And then mm. literally the day I got off, Canada's like, guys, we're you are all in jail now until we say so. <laughs> so I've just been like at my house ever since. Like, did like, you have to quarantine? Where did you film the commercial? In LA. And so oh! did you? Oh, she came to town and didn't yes. want to hang out. No, I'm just kidding. It's a panorama. I did. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but you um uh, 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 did they make you quarantine in a hotel or because you live there, they're like, you can go to your house? Um, what they did is they they got us our own home and it was my manager and my creative director came with us. And uh. so we all had a quarantine at this house and then they sent a nurse to us to check us after the required quarantine time. Um, and then they checked us again when I did my fitting and then they checked us again when I did the commercial. But when you came back to Canada, they were like, just go to your house. You can't leave. Or did they put you in a hotel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our, our, no, they didn't have those rules. Yeah. Like, um, it's funny because Canada, I feel like Canada sometimes is just like too sweet and nice. I feel like they should have, like, when this happened, they should have done what um, Australia and New Zealand did. And Girl, just locked everyone down the whole country. Should have. Everyone yes. should have. Yeah. Look, they're over there having pool parties. I'm mad jealous. Now, yeah, so. when you were filming the commercial, did you, you were like on set and everyone had to have the PPE on and like all that crazy stuff? Oh, they're very serious. Like mm -hmm. no one's allowed to talk. Like, come, well, people talk to me, but they like six <laughs> no feet all the time. No one can talk to the diva, honey. Even... <laughs> no one can say a word to her. She's the star. That Meatball has that in her rider. She's yeah, like, no don't one talk talks to, me. to me. Put a bottle of champagne. They're like, in the where's back. her skittles? <laughs> Only red skittles. Get them to her thing right now. Only Fiji water, exactly from Hawaii. What's yeah. going on? Where is it? Like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that. 
For folks listening who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Tainomi is featured in a Wealth Simple commercial where she plays Medusa. Medusa. She's filing her taxes online, and she's trying to decide how many dependents she has. So she looks in a mirror at all the animated, live-moving snakes on her head and uh, comes to the conclusion of how many dependents to file on her taxes. What was actually on your head? Was it like a green cap? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I literally, like, I was fully in the fantasy world. Like, I was, I'm like, these are my babies. They're really there. And I I had to do it like that. It was funny. That's so funny. Did you feel like you had to really tap into an acting moment for yourself? Literally. And because, like, I don't do it all the time. So it's exhausting. So, like, we were there for, like, it was a few hours. And they were like, do it this way. Look up. Look at this angle. Do this angle. And I'm like, guys. And it's outside, right? So the wind's kind of blowing. I have this silica on my panani's cold. I was just Ooh. like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's do this. But it was so fun. And the director really let me be myself. So like that's like something I would do. Like there was no lines to begin with for that role. He was like, right. what would you he literally called me and was like, what would you do here? And I'm like, well, like set up the scene. He's like, Well, if the snakes were in your head, what would you do? And I was like, Oh, my babies. And I was like, <laughs> All right. yes. I got right into yes. it. He, he died. He's like, we are putting that in the commercial. Like, so it's very me. Like, that commercial is like me. Like, I love that. Like, that's how I act. Yeah, it was oh, really good. Good for that. you. I mean, you do join a long line of girls, of Rue girls, who have been in a, a, a Super Bowl commercial. I, right? I know. I'm so excited. Like, you just, you know, I don't know. I'm Dipper very, has no clue who I'm, we're talking about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> really? Well, Kimchi and Ms. Cracker were the ones last year. and like. The year yep. before that, wasn't there like a weird Pepsi commercial with, with one of the girls in it? Oh, yeah. There I was like a Monet, Pepsi Monet? campaign. I think it was Monet Exchange was in. Oh, yeah. And then I yeah, think Trixie had one and Nina oh, West okay. had one or something. Yeah. yeah Cardi, Cardi B and all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cardi those B, were Super Bowl, Bowl commercials. <laughs> I didn't know so, they were yes, from girls. the Super Bowl commercials. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah, so so I'm very let's, happy. Okay. let's talk about Canada's Drag Race. So before yeah, you were on, pretty much I felt like everyone in Canada knew who you were as a drag uh-huh. queen. Like you were one of the top drag queens. So when you walked into that workroom, what was it everyone like being gagged. like that bitch that everyone was like, oh, no, she here. <laughs> you know what's funny? I feel like that was like, it's so weird because like it's it's a competition show, but it doesn't feel like it. So like. We and a lot of us work together, so like we were all acting weird, and so you just and you, <laughs> we signed these NDAs, so you just like you kind of felt something was happening, and you're like, this must be it, but you can't talk to each other about it, like we we're signing things. So walking through that, like I was the last one. They made me sure I was the last one to walk through the door, mm-hmm. and they paid me so much respect. And I just looked over, and I just felt so emotional because I couldn't believe like we all t- like we sisters, so we all talked about like, oh my gosh. Like, we, we want to try to get in Drag Race because it would just um, skyrocket our platform. We get to do more things, get to travel more and get, you know, and really we want to grow as performers. So, like, to walk through that room and see all the girls, I was literally, it was just so beautiful. And, like, our friendship from there just grew even bigger and stuff. So I just really had a lot of respect for the girls and it just felt nice to see them. Oh. I love that. That, it, it was so clear. It was so funny because... <laughs> 
you're like it is a competition but it also felt i mean the competition was fierce obviously people got eliminated when they didn't you know do what the judges wanted and like it was a competition show but it did feel so friendly especially because like brooklyn hosting it had personal relationships with basically all the queens girl can i tell you something <laughs> like this like, is this is the part <laughs> Go ahead. Go yes. ahead. Finish. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, it was a competition show, but you're watching it. It's like Priyanka's, like, on stage going, what's my name? And Brooklyn is going, Priyanka! Like, she's at the show and not judging the competition, you know? <laughs> and, and Brooklyn is saying to you, like, Tainomi, I know you. We've worked together. We've done all the things together. So, I, like, I don't I don't think it was, like, skewed in any way. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it was a bad competition. Like, it did its job, but it was interesting because it was so clear everyone sort of like had relationships it's fucked <laughs> because ah! like ah! <laughs> it's so fucked because like it's so okay me and brooklyn literally were like when she came back and be- visit us in toronto like me and her like kiki all the time hang out talk about things we talk about our goals like what we want to do so she's very inspirational to me because she always has been a person to like when she's bored with something she feels like she's stuck she wants to get bigger and do things so she i i've always looked up to her as a sister like a big sister but we look up to each other because i take no bullshit and i do my own thing i'm so set in my ways right Um, so like i was never i was never the pageant queen i was Mm -hmm. like i always had to prove people um, not wrong, but there was another bad. People used to be like, oh, you have to do pageants to get noticed. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the first girl to not do that. And so when I started booking like campaigns way before any bitch, then I was like, see, it's okay. possible. Not not just not just like, oh, bitch, I did it. And it, no, it's like, it's possible. You guys could do this. You don't need to do a competition. Just strengthen uh, your other characteristics that you have and everything. So Sorry, let me go back to Brooklyn. So we were hanging out and literally, literally, this is what happened. You guys are going to die. I couldn't talk about it, but now I can. Yes! So we're sitting, ah! in, we're sitting in Woody's and she's uh-huh. like, and we're having, we had the best day. We, she had a campaign and they asked her who's her closest friend. She said me. And so we did this video uh, commercial about tourism in Toronto and, and Montreal, all these places. So we're sitting in, in Woody's and they're taping us and then it goes to a queue and then she something's wrong and she looks at me she grabs my hand she's like tainomi i'm like yeah she's like we have to stop talking and i'm like she's like i cannot tell you why and i just had to like as a friend i was like i just had to guess i was just like okay she goes yeah so from this day like go back in your file delete your pictures of us or save them or whatever but we can't just we can't talk for now and i'm like all right and that's all like she just had to trust that our friendship was that strong and that's all she could say to me. That's so crazy because she did the same thing to me the last time I saw her. She said, <laughs> I, I can't talk to you anymore. Delete any conversation we've had. We're not friends. Delete so the chat. Delete the chat, honey. Delete now the what, chat. Now, I, I'm going to say something. You don't have to answer. But what do you think of her new face? I think it's so good. Girl. The filler. I it. It's I think, so good. I think... But it's, she she's so funny. She's such an advocate for it. She like when we talk, she's like, "Girl, she, like she'll touch my face and be like, this is where you need it. This is." Ooh. And I'm like, at first, I was like, "No," but like, it's not. It's I get it now. Before I'm like, I'm a fucking change. I'm a black man. I look juicy. I, I'm almost forty. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking good and everything, right? She's like, "No, it's not because of that." And I get it now. It's like for 
us dry queens, we have to, our faces are our money maker. Mm-hmm. So it's just like little things here and there. It's not like, it's not to go under the knife, but it's to just keep us youthful and make application easier and to cut corners and stuff like that. So now I'm obsessed. I haven't got nothing done yet, but like I'm looking to do something to just like, you know, like those those uh, tired bags under my eyes. There's something I actually could do where this just plumps up a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. And then for my makeup, it will just, the application will be better. So like now I'm obsessed with her face and I want the same face as her. <laughs> right? Just like, it's good, so good. good. But I love it. Um, I was going to make a joke in there. I'll say it out loud. You know, it's like your name comes obviously from Tyra Banks and Naomi uh, 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 yes. Campbell, like mixed together, Tynomi Banks. Um you said tired bags. I was like, that was going to be Meatball's first drag name. <laughs> tired bags, baby. Trash tired bags. bags. <laughs> I like tired that. Tired bags. bags. <laughs> Listen, I haven't had Botox in a year. And I was looking at myself and I was like, it's time. Even it's though time, no one's looking honey. at me, it's you look time. Great. Oh, thank oh, you. You look pretty, honey. You look pretty too, honey. So, you know, I don't want to stay on, on Drag Race the whole time. But you said something really... Uh, poignant which is like you have created your own lane and that's why so many people knew about you before the show that's why so many people in the scene have have been to a tiny bank show have seen you dance have seen you perform have seen you in a campaign but those things don't always necessarily translate to being successful on the challenges that are presented on drag mm. and so exactly. i think What's true is that a lot of people, and I think this is across the board on television, there are amazing singers who get kicked off of American Idol. There are, you know what I mean? It's so it's like if you're not built for the formula of the reality TV show, that doesn't mean you're not good at what you do. But how frustrating was that to know how sickening you are and then like have have that experience on TV? Mm. Or was it not frustrating? No, like I, I could talk about it now, but when I used to talk about it, I used to break down and cry a lot. Like it's, mm. it it really, it's so weird because it's like, I'm such a confident person. And then the, doing that show really tore me down um, because I just, it's, it, this is where I say it's fucked because you have your best friend judging you. So you literally can't even, like we are, we are going through it. Like there was times I knew she had to look up and not look at me. Like, I would start crying. She just, it's just oh, a wow. lot of stuff. Like, it's a lot. No, like, I knew. Like, I knew because I knew. She's like, I can't talk to you. I knew because when I get emotional, she gets emotional with me. And so, like, she has to tell me these things. And I never held it against her, ever. Like, of we course. are closer than ever, right? But, like, in the moments, like, what the show needs is what the show needs. And, what, and I believed in her and, and her journey as well. So, it's like, I in these moments when they're tearing me down, sometimes I, a lot of times I think it was on purpose to, to get that rise and to get the viewers or to get that drama. Um, they're creating a show. And it, by the, the time it, it's hard because it's like, fuck, they're doing this. And I know they're doing this and I just have to swallow it back. Um, the worst part of, about it is the fans sometimes don't understand it's a show and they mm. like try to come for you or try to think they understand it. And it's like, guys, Shut up. And I and I've always been a person. <laughs> Guys, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me, me and Mr. Block are best friends. I just like clicks, like it's just Good. easy for me. I'm just I'm like clicks, clicks, click, 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 blah, 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 blah. I'm easy. I like that. Um it's just it's I just find it funny when 
like one, I remember one person, I don't even know who he was. He was like, I was posting a joke about pretending to win drag race. And he's like, can you give it up already? You got kicked off. You need to like uh, live in that moment and move on. And I'm like, you piece of shit, get the fuck out of my messages. I go, go, I go, why don't you go love someone else and like, just mind your business about me. Like I'm over here doing my thing. Go love someone else. He's like, love someone else. I'm like, yes, go love someone else. You, I don't even know you and I don't care. And I'm going to continue doing my thing. This is the only time I'll talk to you and you're blocked. And I just let him read the message and then I block him. It, it's just, but it's like, it's so, it's such a weird thing. It's like, we signed up for the show and there's like a hidden thing that's, that we all have to take bullshit from people. And I don't think that's true. I think people need to, like, you could be in the fantasy of the world, of the show, but like, there's a time when it stops. Like, you have to like, wake up and like, but they, wake up, just wake up. It's just wild that people still like, don't understand that it is a show and that it's all kind of mapped out and it's, I mean, I, there is some reality aspects to it, but you're all just a cast of characters that they're putting in different yeah. situations. Yeah. So, like, it's not fully written, but, like, the show's no. going to do what it's going to do. But, like, yeah. it's the people that need to calm the fuck down. And so many other shows do not have... If you're on a reality TV show on MTV, if you're on a, you know, like, what, like the, the, the toxicity of that fan base is so different when it comes to other programs. There's something ravenous yeah. about the drag race fandom. And everyone thinks they're a judge and every and it's just like it's like broken. Well, we record. do over here like, on this show. That's why we talk we about do, it. So we no, do, we do, we do. So when we go to a bar, when things are open again and we go to a Tai No Me show, what can I expect? Mm-hmm. What would um, I be seeing? I think why people like coming to my shows is like I get lost in my my dance and the music and stuff like that. I I treat every song I perform like if I was in a music video. So mm. and I think people see that. And then my connection with you, like if, if you came into the bar and you went, you were up front of the stage, I would lock eyes with you, even though there's hundreds of people around me. And mm. just in that moment, I would connect with you and do something to you. I always do. I don't know. Whatever comes, whatever I feel comes to me and then I'll I would interact with you but people feel that energy that i'd give to you through the room and that's how i'm different as a performer and people always tell me about that feeling that energy that i give off so and i do and i love my high production stuff when i do get that <laughs> coin and bag then i get Honey. those dancers up in there yeah and do full janet breakdown like everything yeah am i remembering wrong or did you do like a huge Beyonce mix that was like super long at some show oh at at some point I did I did oh my god I did something so long and I was out of breath I don't know how Beyonce does even her concerts I did it like a six minute thing yeah I think I watched that with the dancers slayed (laughs) yeah I think the first song was the first song uh oh shit what was the first song come and take my hand yeah I won't let you and you were in the goal and then it went into yeah, and then it went into um, Freakum Dress. Yeah. And then it went into, boy, oh, Killing Me Sound. It went to a countdown. Yeah. Not Killing Me Sound. It was a long. It was a long. Okay, wait. Do you prefer, okay, so last time I performed in Houston years ago, all the girls did seven-minute mixes. Like, they were seven-minute long numbers. And in LA, or for me at least, I only do like a three to four or five-minute song. I'm never up there for more than five minutes. So... <laughs> So Toronto, I don't know. I I only found out 
that it was not like that around the world. <laughs> when more international talent, like uh, other queens from different cities started coming to other shows and they're like, you're up there. Our shows are typically three hours. So we have three <gasps> of us. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I didn't, I didn't know this. I didn't know like that was a bad thing until people it's were like, bad. hi, I've done two numbers and then I'm done. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, well, like, no, like for me, it's like, I like performing and that's how I stayed fit and whatever. So it's like the, the show would start at uh, what? 9.30 and go till close or something like that. Or the 11, the 11 30, 30 show would go till three o'clock in the morning. So it's like three of us were performing and we just rotate. So you do four songs every set and three sets and four songs and we just keep on doing that wow. and everything but we made a lot of money we because we're just performing all these songs but for me i set up the songs really well like i would open with like a to get the people going so i'll do mm-hmm. something like um uh, what is it uh what's that song uh, uh disco inferno or something oh, so you really yeah. get people like pumped because you just can't bring the energy down like from the show that happened before there they left on an up note so you have to bring it up there and then you could just mellow it out a little bit usually the second set i'll do like my uh mellow song but like still medium tempo then uh-huh. i'll do like one ballad and then i'll do a sing-along song so like oh, uh, don't stop believing she's got a formula Oh, well, that's a formula yeah. that works. That's a formula for <laughs> yeah, success, yeah. baby. Wait, yeah. so <laughs> you're talking about making money. That's amazing. But so talk about tipping culture because. Oh, yeah. Y'all got dollar bills. How do y'all get tipped? Coins? Oh, we. Buckets? No. Oh, my God. One time. I know <laughs> because I did. I'm. I'm really a bitch. I, and I've changed my ways before. I used to be so rude because people, we have tunies and stuff, right? So some people used to get, I go, do does it look like a fucking purse on me? A toonie is like $2, but it's like a coin. But I'm right. wearing like a bodysuit. What do you want me to keep that coin? I'm trying, and I'm dancing all of them down the place. Put it in your mouth. up my leg, doing splits. <laughs> You're like, but I just, I shoot it away. And then they come back and give me a bigger bill. I'm like, uh, this. I'm like I don't smallest, want that. The smallest paper bills are five, right? Yeah, five dollars. Yeah. Okay, and so we get tips and fives. But me, it's different. Like I demand more because, <laughs> but I don't. I don't say it in that way. It's just my aura. Like it's it's the Tainomi, you know, Tainomi, Naomi Campbell kind of yeah. vibe. I'm very. I come in. My I'm beat. My face is hype, and then I stand in front of that fan. Is my best friend. I just give them nice hair. And the people and the men, they're like, "Oh my god!" And I feel the twenties and fifties in my bra. Like, I demand that just Come through on, my 50s? actions. Yeah, I remember yeah. the first time I toured in Australia because similarly they they have coins for ones and twos, but they tip in mm. Australia. Well, I made th- I made them tip, you know, because I them. well because well, always... in the UK they don't, and you can't force them to. They aren't I, gonna. But but. <laughs> Ty Nomi took that as a challenge. She said, You watch when I go to the UK, I just, honey. I, I, I just walk over and hair. They tip me down. You just hold the hand up. You just hold the hand up. I just up. hold the hand up. And they're like, What? I'm like, This. You're just nice. They give you some fish and chips. <laughs> I have this song that I always do at the end of my shows. It's my song called uh, The Money. And the lyrics are, Put the money down my pants. And I strip down to like a little jock strap or a G string. And so typically people, you know, put money and they come and they, you know, tip. But when I was in Australia, that like didn't happen. So I put, I had like a little, I made like a little sack for coins that I wore around my waist, <laughs> little yes. coin sack, so I could get tipped because I knew a lot of them wanted to give me one or two dollars. They didn't want to give me a five, and I'm fine with that because I'm greedy. So I'll take all the money I can. You right? You do? Have you ever done this thing where you set up a mole in the audience? Yes. So like I'll. 
it's all yeah just talk to someone I'm like hey yeah i give them 20 dollars. i'm like hey i'm gonna do a performance just walk over and tip me my own money and they're like oh okay and then they just it's not there and then they do it and people are like oh shit and then it just starts the wave breaks tipping. the ice honey oh this my goodness this is a professional i have never even thought i've had moles in the audience with uh confetti cannons i've had oh, a, that I, have a, I have a mole right here on my side <laughs> All yeah, right, get that frozen <laughs> off. We're going to take a break and look at this mall, and then we'll be right back. <laughs> Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like oh baby i don't have to think about this Mm -hmm. like It is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of ma- pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next box that's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next box while your subscription is active that's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we are back. Now, I just have one question for you. How did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. I tried that love thing for the last time. Wait, when is the album coming out? My heart said no, no. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Waiting for no, me, Paul. Nobody's no. supposed to be here. Oh. Um, yes, you know when it turns into note? the dance break. Uh, 
no, 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 Why don't we get club remixes of ballads anymore? When did that stop? I know. I used to, all the Mariah Carey's used to be the one. I give my all. Like, oh my God, I'm missing them because we don't have divas giving those divas voices. Like, I need those, like, diva voices. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, just, we almost have one with yes. Aria. Oh, yeah. Jasmine Sullivan. That's yes. the voice. Alex right? Newell. Yeah. Oh, Alex the yes. voice. Makes some He's bangers. the one. I'm so sorry. I take back my statement. Um, our new generation have voices. <laughs> but they're not displaying yes, yes, yes. them like they could. Like, I feel like Ariana Grande could have been that belty big next Whitney Houston. And then she decided to do what she's doing, which is less oh. like. Well, it's a different Someone sound. Someone described it as... Nah, never mind, I won't say it. It's a different sound. She has the ability yes. to go one way or the other, but her her trend just... is to do that sound. Yeah, I want, I, that's, I want her that's full voice again. Right. I want I that that's a full trend, singing. Yeah. She's just trending, that's all. But she's it's, trending. Like, it's like mumble rap. Like, I think that's sort of like like using half of your vocal ability and mumble rapping. Yeah. See, that's what my issue is, is that I feel like um, a lot of people can... She's still good. A lot of people could sing that song, but not a lot of people yeah. could sing some of her other songs. So I right, want to, I want I want unattainable voice. I want to hear like, constantly something that no one else can do. Yes. So... So we're we're doing all of this because you um uh spent some time backup dancing for Deborah Cox and other people too as well. Oh, Nelly Furtado, uh, <gasps> Deborah Cox. I danced for you. So uh, you were like a bird. Y- yeah. Oh, I'm like a bird. <laughs> uh, that I have to. Delay. I have to. I have to. I have to honestly shout out my friends. Um, she signed this group uh, a long time ago named Fritz Helder and the Phantoms. So that's how I was able to meet her because it was a Toronto uh, Toronto group of people and they had this song called Making a Scene. And so she was also in the video. And um, when they split up, the what the main guy named Fritz had to pass down the torch of choreography because he was um, on her her first tour, which was uh, what, the Moose. What was it? The, that CD? Um, her second CD. Or no, what? what I'm like a bird, and then she came out with the one that she worked with um, Timberland. Timberland, on. that's mm-hmm. that CD. How you yeah, doing, so baby? she had that CD. Yeah, that 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 CD, that tour, the choreographer Fritz. Girl. Girl. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that, that. Girl. that. Yeah. So he passed the torch <laughs> to my friend Scott Fordham. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, and then so Scott Fordham was uh, worked with her closely in a lot of projects and everything, and then he invited her to one of my drag shows called bombshell and she literally came in the back room and i was changing i didn't even realize she was there Ooh. she's like hi honey and i was like and i looked at her for the longest time i was like this cannot be her and she came over grabbed my hand she's like hi i met your show you are so good i just i hope we get to work together one day that's what she said to me <gasps> out of all people in the world and i couldn't i i was so shocked and then ever since then like we had this not, uh, beautiful friendship ever since uh, I got to. That's work with so her. beautiful. So Two summers ago, she toured, did like a mini tour of. Uh, she was in New York City, then Montreal, then she went to the UK. So I did a few uh, a few dates. When I you do that. something like that, do you feel like you do you miss drag? 
Like, do you? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I really do. Oh, good. Because oh, I, <laughs> like, I, do. I haven't done drag in a while. And just yesterday, I was like, let me put these costumes away. I like literally box them up. They're in the garage. Oh, you know, it's it's so different because like I feel like if I put on heels right now, I'd break my legs. Like my bum, it's still there, but my leg, like the strength needs to come back. Like I'm gonna right. take a like I would I don't I won't be able to last a three hour show for sure. Like it'll be five numbers and I'm I need a pump home. Well sure. speaking of wanting to quit, what made you want to start doing drag? <laughs> like what was your inspiration? Yeah, let's go and, full like, circle. Let's back go back around. to the very beginning. Baby Tainomi. She got the ass. She got so, the legs. She needs the people to see them. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so that happened accidentally because, like, I was very part of the community, meaning, da- like, I danced for a lot of queens. A lot of queens would have these pageants. And I'd be like, okay, I'll backup dance. So, like, I used to just backup dance. And we always won with talent. So I was like, yeah, bitch, yeah. But my friend, Scott Fordham, was working in the bar and he was responsible for the talent. So he was he created a show where there was supposed to be three drag queens that danced into choreo together, but he couldn't find a third. So he asked me and I'm like, exact words were, yo, I'm not trying to do this forever because I want to go back to school. So make sure you find a replacement. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. How 14 many years, years ago? ago. There you go. 14 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> it's always the accidental I just love it. that stick with it the longest. Accidental. Yeah, yeah, it just, it, it, it was such a thing. I don't know. It saved me. Like, I was so, like, not in a right, like, I didn't know what to do. So it saved yeah. me. Like, it just brought together. And then I did this. I was doing drag before RuPaul even started the show. So it was just, it's very interesting because there was no tutorials. Like, so I didn't look cute at all. And <laughs> it's like one tone, a lash and a lip and hair. Well, like, Meatball started when there were tutorials and she didn't look cute. Well, yeah, but I just I just knew that my goal was to never be a pretty lady. And that's all that anyone wanted to be, was that, like, classic cut crease pretty lady. Uh-oh. And you were like, no, bitch. That's a lot of that's a lot Oh, of no, meat. I'm just stretching my bum. Oh, my oh, bum. Oh, yeah, the bum. It? Yeah, Ooh. we saw the bum and the legs. Yeah, we saw the, uh, yeah. Oh! Oh, cake, honey. So it's coming I, along, it's coming along. <laughs> I want to talk about... I believe a former roommate of yours. Yeah, who? His name Chris? is Chris. Christopher. Oh, Chris Craig. Because I'm trying to figure out if you and I met in person or not, because I played a show at the Gladstone in Toronto for World Pride. I know you were busy out there on the main stage, but I had Chris uh, backup dance for me. And you know what kind of a dancer he is. So he mostly just stood there, but I made him take his shirt off. <laughs> Um, but he was, he was talking about you constantly that whole time that I was in Toronto because we were hanging out and he was like, oh, my roommate, this, my roommate, that we got to go see my roommate perform because you did live together. Is that right? Yeah, we did. We did. I had a crush on you because I wanted to meet you. Um, (gasps) oh no. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait, did we meet? (laughs) What happened? I I don't think so. Do you like bears? I think I wanted to buy Do you like bears? I do. I I love them. I like a few things. But bears are on the list. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I like daddies, bears. Sometimes I like young people, but not all the time because they are gross sometimes. Uh, but I'm more, I'm, a, I'm about, pers- 
you know, because sometimes some young people are like, you know, like they're just too confident for me sometimes. And I'm just like, uh, and they're trying to figure out life. I just like my bears. I like my daddies. And I like, uh, like I do, I like people around my age, but like, I don't even look my age. So I guess yeah, you, 30s. you don't. Do people ever call you in a sexual uh, scenario, call you daddy? Or Tainomi? I, I heard it was. <laughs> Tainobi? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but me as, as a daddy, like once I had a boyfriend that did it and I was like, yeah, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> like, that's all. It's really weird. I, I'm turning 40 in June and it's just like, yeah, I don't see that. My body's not trying to see that. Yeah. You do all. not look 40 at all. Yeah. You look no, younger than me. I'm allergic to, you know, this, the, the roadmaps people have? Like, it's not happening for me. The crow's feet are not there. Not, not you're talking about, that. you're talking about these roadmaps on my forehead? Those but, wrinkles? Yeah, but like, that's, you're forcing that. Relax. Yeah, yourself. you're raising your eyebrows. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're so going to So what is another... the bear community in Toronto like? You oh, suck yeah. at all day dicks? Like, what's that party like? No, it's weird because I, uh, it's, it's my, my tastes for men have changed a lot just because I dated a, a younger guy last year. And I, that was, I was shocked at myself for that. He was just really, we just hit it off. We just like, I don't know. So that's why I'm very, I think I'm about more personalities in the person uh, right now. Mm. Yeah. Because I, the- I swore I didn't like young people. Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I wanted to talk about, because you mentioned it before, and I don't know, Meepo, have you been to Toronto? No, never. Okay. I've never so, been to Canada. Do you, oh, that's a shame. I we know. Gotta get you a, we'll get you a 2022 tour up there through all the Saskatchewan yes, and I all that. that. Um, Meepo, did yes, you ever- Yes, I love wa- poutine. Did you, have, <laughs> did you ever watch Ooh. the show- Queer as folk. Yes, bitch. I downloaded okay. it on LimeWire. I put it on a CD. So, Tainomi, correct me if I'm wrong, but that strip of all the gay bars that is supposed to in Queer as Folk, that where do they live in Queer as uh, uh, Pittsburgh? Right? Yeah. yeah, but it's all in Toronto. It's all in Toronto. So, what is that neighbor, that gayborhood called in Toronto? That, oh, like, strip. we just call it the. We call it, yeah, we call it the village. So it's, uh, we have the street. I think it starts, for me, the village starts at uh, Wellesley and goes down to Carlton. And um, we call that strip the village. And there's like bar after bar. So Woody's, which they called it Woody's and Queer's Folk, is a real bar called Woody's that you were saying that you were yes. sitting at with Brooklyn. There's um, the Black yeah. Eagle. Ooh. There's, yes. um, there's what the else? White Eagle. Sometimes Girl. they fight. <laughs> <laughs> What else is on that strip? Honestly, so much stuff is gone. I my memory is it's so sad because like there used to be like way more bars. So there used to be Slacks, there's Cruise and Tango, Ooh. there's uh, Martini bars like uh, Byzantium. There's uh, yeah uh, yeah so much stuff has changed. I feel like the only two bars you can literally like actually go and see performance. Wise is Woody's would be the the main spot. Um, Black Eagle is more, it's kind of dark and seedy, but like their patio is amazing. Yeah. They have these uh, barbecue things. So people, you go meet and greet and stuff like that. The man's man kind of goes there. Um, Cruising Tango is <laughs> like younger and it's like constant shows as well. Um, so it's, just, it's a, a little house? bit different. Is there a bathhouse on that strip? Yes, yes. There is uh, Steamworks. 
Seymour. Every city's got one. Oh yeah. Priyanka was talking about having a, an orgy at Steamworks. What were you going to say, did. Meatball? <laughs> no, we'll be right back after this break. I don't want to think about Priyanka having an orgy. I just heard her talking about it. Where? On a podcast. All right. Well, we, I got to go. <laughs> Okay, we are back, and you know what time it is. It's our final segment of the show, and we started basically talking about this already, but it is time for... Fuck Fuck Talk! Talk. Here's a segment where we ask you questions about your past sexual history, and you can tell us a funny story, or (laughs) maybe something weird, maybe the first time you ever had sex in drag, I don't know. Oh, you're ready to go. Some people get uncomfortable. You're ready to go. Tainomi said. No, I'm like trying to think of all the stories. I'm just trying to yes. figure out like what's a great story. Well, uh, why don't you tell us about your orgy with Priyanka? And then we could go from there. <laughs> I didn't ever do that. I've never done that. Ever. Um, she said, how dare you? My one, I had one where someone got mad at me. Oh, I could tell you a dramatic one. Um, oh, I love drama. Extra. So it happened in Munch, uh, sorry, in Mexico. So it was like two years ago. Um, I'm online. I was uh, just preparing for my show in my in my hotel room, and I'm on Scruff, and this guy's like, "Hey, like, what's up? Like, you're you're hot," and he was hot too. So he's like, uh, "Like, want to fuck?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I have some time." He's like, "Yeah, I really want to be peed on." Never done that before. So I was like, mm. uh, "So I just asked a few details of like what I have to do, right?" And he's like, "Oh, just drink a, like a lot of water, all this stuff." She's I'm a like, professional. Okay. She's got wants to know what she's so, getting into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I drank like three things of water, everything, and so he uh, he comes over, and it's this is for me. I like I want to come and like like I just want to come. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Like I just don't have time for all of the like that stuff. I just want to come. So this is the part. It, it wasn't bad. He just came in. I peed on him, and he loved it, and he came. And so he's like, "Okay, let's talk. Let's do this another time." I'm like, "Yeah, for sure." So literally, I didn't, I don't think I need to tell you I do drag. That's none of your fucking business. Like, I don't even know you. So <laughs> I'm getting ready for drag. And he's like, hey, let's meet now. I'm like, I'm, I'm, so, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm getting ready. He's like, oh, like, are you trying? He's like, what, what? Like, just, just fucking unfollow me then. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, literally getting ready for something. Like, I don't want to tell you. And he's like, yeah, you're lying, you're lying. I go, so I just sent him the poster i'm like i'm performing downstairs this is the poster calm the fuck down i don't have time to see you and he's just like whatever whatever and he blocks me so i'm like okay i don't care whatever i move on no no the joke here's the fucking joke if you've been to you haven't been to my show but i like to call out people that piss me off i i don't know why so he decides it's a good idea to come to my show oh oh, he didn't decide his his yeah (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. So I see him and I'm on stage. I'm like this. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, but 10 of his friends are li- like love, loving me. So they must have told him they're going. So he just was like, don't, he just thought like I wouldn't call him out. So I kind of did. I didn't say the whole story. I told the story of some guy pissing on me at the place and he was sitting right there. When I tell you the guy's red and he's like, fuck, 
and I could tell he's like, don't say my name. Don't say, I never said his name. I just was like, yeah, this guy's an asshole, but obviously I'm doing this show and he didn't want to believe me. So kudos to him. Good luck. And everyone was like, oh, that's such a funny story. And so I walk over to him and I'm like, do you have a tip for me? <laughs> he calls it as a wallet. Takes out his cash. And his friends were like looking at, they're like, how does she know you? And he just didn't say a word. He <gasps> gave me pure money. And I was like, thank you. And I just <laughs> got it. And I put it in my tip jar and then continue the story. Oh, we love a piss queen. God, honey. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a good one. Um, we're friends today because like he came to the next year. Wow. No, no, go, go, go. You Do you still be on him? Uh, he wants me to. It's just funny because I thought we weren't going to be friends. And then we, he literally found my number or he found me on Facebook and we had like a good conversation and he said, sorry, like I usually get stood up by guys. I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm literally telling you, like, I couldn't do it because I had drag. So he's like, yeah, I just was acting crazy. It's also so crazy to me when people flip out when it's like, Hey, and you're like, Oh, I'm at work right now. Or, Oh, I, 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 I remember, um, this has happened to me too when traveling for gigs, meeting up with people, and I like be at a hotel, clearly just in town for a short period of time, and then they'll message yeah. me after I've like flown back to LA, and they're like, "Hey, like let's meet up," and I'm like, "Oh, I, I'll, I'm gonna never see you again. Like, don't like." FYI, I don't live there. I'm not from there. And they'll be like, all right, well, fuck you, whatever. And you're like, wait, what? Like, what is happening? What? My, People my turn on yeah, it's so Los weird. Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. You can't meet anyone during the pandemic. So, like, I just, it's so funny when people are like, can we meet? I'm like, yeah, after lockdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, do you know there's a pandemic? I'm not even, I don't even want to suck your dick to, to, I just don't want to suck your dick. Like, I don't even feel comfortable leaving my house. To right. suck your stranger penis, like moves. I'm not in the mood for stranger penis. Well, I'm always in the mood. For you're always penis, in the mood. But... <laughs> no, I turned that guy down in the park. Remember? I know we got a couple of emails about that. By the way, what they we... were upset that I turned him down? Uh, no, something about uh, just because he wasn't wearing a mask and you were, like, you both should have been in mask and social distance. It was just a lot about just don't suck his dick. Well, and I didn't. I walked past him. He showed me a stick and I walked past him. I know, but everyone was saying that because we said that we, if he oh, was wearing a mask, he, been, he probably would have. But they were dick. saying the mask isn't 100% COVID safe, especially if you're not wearing one to suck his dick. And it only works if it's paired with social distancing by six feet. You know? Yes, we all know that. We of know course. that. That's, we were, hey, guess what, you guys? It's a podcast. We were telling jokes. We were doing Telling a goof. stories, baby. We're doing, we were a, doing goof, a goof. Doing a goof on you. Um, anyway, sorry, Tynomi. You didn't need all that. This is my story about Toronto. I have, a, I have a fair amount of stories, but this is what I wanted to say, which is when I was first in town, I did that World Pride gig, and through Chris, I met a You know that group of those gay boys yes. that I'm talking yes. about. Okay. Everyone yes. does. They're like, they're like, <laughs> The younger gay bears, they're, some of yeah. them are artistic. Some a of them lot are... of them are in leotards. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of leotards and Anyhow, spandex thongs. Th- they, are, they are like when I, w- the handful of times that I've been to Toronto, they are the people I always go like, what's going on? Like, can I tag along yeah. with whatever you're doing before my they're show? They're really nice guys. They're yeah, really know, nice guys, but they also, they are fully, they are like, 
like Melrose Place within the eight of them. Like there's <laughs> constant drama and this one and that one. And I'm like, because so it's he fun. stole his leotard. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I of course like took a liking to the one one of them who was very nice to me, and I was really <laughs> really aggressive about trying to get naked with him. And so mm-hmm. I I I pled my case a few times, and he did come over to the Gladstone Hotel. This is a, like a boutique hotel that on yeah. every floor they have a bunch of artwork hanging. And so yes. on the night that I got him to come over, it was early evening and it was before my show. They were having an art opening in the hallway outside of my room. So there were caterers. There were a oh bunch of people there. There was art on the wall. And he came up. I met him downstairs. We went up. We walked through all the people. We went into my room. I got him naked. I sucked his dick. And then I sent him on his way so I could get ready for my show. And we were we just like heard the clinking glasses and like everyone just on the the other side of the door <gasps> it was great but it was a like kind of kind of like dangerous because like there was a party but i was also like in my hotel room which is like where you have sex it's so close to people that's actually <laughs> exciting yeah it was fun oh meeple? my god i'm such a anything hole. from you meeple Oh, you are you just sitting there remembering old stories? You just said, "Oh my <laughs> yes. god, I'm such a." <laughs> oh, I was just oh thinking about the time. Um, speaking of like people being right around, I like gave a guy a blowjob inside precinct, but like, dur- like uh, when it was open, like there was On a Instagram. Full... No, that was different. <laughs> I. It was that person, yes, but it was later that evening, but it was like a full party going on, and we were just backstage, and I was like, oh, just right here, right next to the stage. Anyone could look in. Like, you could see us if you were in the dance floor, and all you had to do was, like, look in between the crack and the curtain, and we were right there. That's why we gotta save our clear spaces. Well, that's that's why I later realized, that's why Precinct doesn't have cameras in the dressing room. Because yeah, all girl. of the go I didn't know. I got on someone's OnlyFans and I was like, wait a minute, I know that backstage. And I was like, that's bad. <gasps> that's my wig. He came on my wig. No, but uh, there's and so many people. that's why they have that one bathroom with the key code to get into. For taking shits. Which they used to give me the code to. And then they stopped. Well, one time I was. Okay, because I think they thought I was fucking. But one time I went in there and was peeing and I heard like grunting and I looked over because in that back bathroom, there's like a closet and I and there's people fucking in the closet while I was peeing. It was Tainomi's friend from the bar who wanted you to pee on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All right. No, it was that it was that pregnant bartender. Okay. Thank you so much for being here, Tainomi. This was Honestly, so fun. This was the funnest time. It was so we fun. We appreciate you, so you. Do you have anything I that you, you. want to plug? This is coming out Friday, so anything you got going on? I wish. She said, I'm here on <laughs> lockdown, honey. Everybody go I'm watch the Super Bowl commercial on YouTube. It's yes. real funny. Get those views up, honey. Yes. Oh, um, the I'm doing a Black Lives Matter collection um oh yeah so and you just yeah, had so a whole spread of... in out magazine right? yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, go go to my website www.tainomibanks.com and um, donate or or buy my merch. Uh, the proceeds go to Black Lives Matter Canada, and there's also a link there if you don't want to buy my merch, you could um, donate to the fund as well. The merch is sickening. It it's is. like so beautiful. I'm very happy that it turned out, and people are loving it so far. Yeah. So. I'm just looking at it now. It's stunning. Well, I'm so excited to see you out on the road in the world, in the future world where we get to travel. And um, I appreciate you for, you know, being on the show and sharing your story. Oh, and shout out to our mutual friend, Crystal, who connected us on Instagram and was like, duh, have Tainomi on the show. Thank you, Crystal. Come on, Crystal. Crystal used to be my boss. If this was um, Willem and Alaska's podcast, they'd make a Courtney Act joke right now because we said Crystal. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod or send us an email to sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or call with your fuck talk story to... 213-536-9180. Thanks, Meatball, for letting me see. Our it. Instagrams are at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball. You can find me on Twitter at Fat Drag Meatball. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Tainomi, do you want to sing us a little something to end the show? How did you get here? <laughs> Nobody's with oh me. <laughs> the run! Oh my God! <laughs> I thought you were going to go with, oh, 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 To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 